0: Guess what? We've just started our very own Catching Up With Cub community and we want you to be part of it. Head to cub.club forward slash podcast and subscribe today to receive a weekly email with exclusive content from every episode. Have the ability to speak directly with our Catching Up With Cub team to help us build the best show possible and receive invites to special events where you'll meet and hear from our guests along with other incredible business owners. Head to cub.club forward slash podcast now and join the community. Hello, legends. and Welcome to today's show. Catching up with Cub, as always, is brought to you by Cub, the club of United Business, Australia's number one members club, connecting our country's top entrepreneurs and business leaders. And today we catch up with Cub member and absolutely incredible young entrepreneur named Tim Cullen, the CEO and owner of Tradiespec. spec is a rent-to-own vehicle company that makes sure every tradie has the vehicle needed to start their business or do the job. Tim and his business partner in just four years grew Tradiespec to have already almost 300 vehicles on the road, and Tim shares how his obsessive focus on his customers and creating the perfect product and service for them enabled that, along with many other incredible lessons of his fast-growing company. Tim is an absolute legend. I know you'll enjoy this episode, so enjoy the show. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, did did you catch up with my very good friend and CUB member, Chris King from Splend?
1: Kingy, I did. You did catch up with Kingy? I did. He's a fucking genius, eh? Oh, he is. Uh, look, he's a weapon. He's a weapon. He is. And um, funnily enough, like when we first signed up, we sort of took to a little cub? bit of time to CUB, to cub yeah. because we got, a, We I think we were originally talking with Cal well before we actually pulled the trigger. And it was because COVID had basically locked everything down and I love the idea of it. I wanted to get, I wanted to get involved, but, um, we were just so unsure as to what, what was going to happen anyway, everything started to open back up. And that's when we started the conversation with Cal again. And, uh, we thought, yeah, this is, this is a good idea. We want to get involved. We want to see what it's about. And fi- like, we were actually came here for the meeting. We walked outside and there was a guy walking out behind us in a trader uniform And I pulled him aside and I was like, hey, could I just ask you a question? And he's like, "Uh," yeah, yeah. I said, are you a member of Cub? And he said, I am. I said, "Uh, what are your thoughts? Like, can you give me, you you know, a bit of a rundown? And he's like, honestly, he goes, it's great. He goes, we get so much good, valuable feedback and you hear so many good stories from business owners. And like, I've always been about trying to hear uh, from people who have walked the path, I guess, before. Because, you know, this is sort of my business partner and I's first crack at a real, you yeah, a real business. And, um, and then when he said that, I was like, look, this sounds like something that, that I'm keen on. So we signed up and then COVID, we went straight back into lockdown again. So it was like, everyone's ready to go back to the, you know, the in-house meetings in the call group. In person, yeah. And it was online. But when it was online, I still got so much good value. It was like, you know, I'm I'm definitely hanging around. So,
0: but Chris, because Chris does something pretty similar to you. Obviously, completely different industry and in things. Yep. And I mean, he's the real deal. He his company's called Splend. Yep. This guy owns thousands of cars, rents them to the Uber driver. Yeah. You know, you're a big deal when the CEO of Uber comes to town, Absolutely, and yeah. catches up with you. Yeah. For for a meeting and a photo for the yeah. final review. You know, that's hundred percent. He's done it well. And and so did Calvin connect you to him?
1: Yeah, or did I connect? I, th- you I think I think it was a, a combo of of I called Cow Cal and then I think Cow Cal called you. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, he put, he put me. You guys put me in touch, and and he he came back pretty quickly, and it was like let's let's catch up for a bit. Oh, I think originally because it was COVID, we caught up over Skype. Did he give you good advice? Because oh,
0: your business is very similar. So you – and also, uh, when I read your prep sheet, I was like, this is one of the best prep sheets I've ever read because right. it just feels like – well, what I liked about it was you just know your business. You yeah. really do. Like you described it um, in a way that 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 I could easily talk about. Mm. It was clear. Yeah. I know what you do. Uh, and and cool. I know what your plans, your vision is to do. You know, you don't get that from from a lot of people. and And, and that really is – it's not the most important thing, but in my opinion, but 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 it's 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 cru- it's it but it's crucial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well no, you're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. I it, think um it shows you know your stuff. When you can simplify what you do, yeah, you're fucking good at it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh, you know, understanding what the business's trajectory is like where you, where you actually want to be down the track. And the mission and the vision, like they're big, grand, ambitious um, you know, hairy goals that you, you that you're looking 20 years down the track to try and achieve, um, and, and it can be difficult to picture really what that looks like when you get there. And um, so, so the work goes into, I guess, from my perspective, and, and I guess everyone does it completely differently. Is is understanding what you need to do if you if you're put, creating a pathway to that goal each of it, it happens paver by paver. So what does it look like today to get there? What does it look like in three months to get there? What does it look like in six months? So um, from Kingy's, but like listening to Kingy and, and, and talking about um, the things that he's faced in his business, when he was talking to me about these stories, I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what we're going through. That is identical yeah, because
0: because uh, so correct me wrong, your business does something similar to Splend to Kingy's business, in that you do rent to own vehicles, but you specialise in the for for vehicles for tradies, for trades. Correct. Yeah, and you already have hundreds of vehicles on the road, mm. um, uh, and uh, so obviously he could he, he he well, I mean that's a pretty good example of. Cub members sharing sharing Mm, experience and advice.
1: For sure. I mean, um, our model is, as you say, uh, similar in the type of option that we provide on a vehicle. So um, we provide rental subscription services for tradies um, on fit for purpose, trade-ready commercial vehicles. So uh, it's perfect for um, tradies who are looking for long-term and flexibility. If you think about how you typically would go about getting uh, a vehicle You would go to a financier, you go through the credit application process, provide all these documentation, uh, and then you either get a yes or no on the back end. Well, if you're a business, a startup business, it is really hard to get funding from a financier. First three years, almost guaranteed a no, uh, unless you go to, you know, sort of a, a subprime lender who charges really high interest rates. You also, if you opt for that, don't get the flexibility. If you lock yourself into a four or five year loan, the only way to get out of that is by selling the vehicle, probably at a loss, paying out the rest of the loan. Uh, and then you've got to manage that vehicle yourself. Um, so we give tradies the best of both worlds where if it's not working out, they can just return the vehicle. Um, and oh, so they're not even locked in. They're not so locked in. So if they do their
0: contract with you, they they can own the, they, they can own the vehicle at the end? Correct. But if they don't want to, if they, uh, I don't want to be trading anymore. I want to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. need, I don't need career switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tr- to be trading extreme. through med school <laughs> and then trading. Yeah, that's right. Let exactly.
1: Yeah. So, um, and that, and that's the benefit of, uh, and, and particularly, I think what COVID's taught a lot of business owners is that um, long-term commitment. In times that are so uncertain, you want flexibility and and I think that's not just the tradey space is already the path has already been set and and the market demand has already been set in the passenger space and you look at you know businesses like King's that they have already they already provide the flexibility to these guys who just typically don't fit the mold that a financier is is willing to lend yeah. to
0: yeah. <laughs> Funny story about Kingy's business because I, I get in Ubers like most days. And because King's one of my best mates, yeah, I always tell him, I'm always like, Hey, mate, do you know about the company called Splend? Asked Laura, she was in the car with me yesterday. I was like, I fully did the pitch, I've nailed <laughs> the pitch. I, I'm I would be his best salesperson if you like. And I'm like, oh, Do you know Splend? And I go through the thing, I, you, you can have a better car and make more money. Like that's how I start. I, yeah. I can't describe to them how that actually happens, but yeah. I know that's, that's yeah. the crux of but it. But that's the bitch. But yeah. Kingy King goes, he's giving me my own um, referral code. He goes, mate, every time you sign someone up, I'll give you 250 bucks. So <laughs> now most of my Uber is around 30 bucks. Yeah, so yeah. I'm making 220 bucks every year.
1: Get in there with a purpose. To yeah. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> you should jump on Instagram, like an Instagram influencer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. 10% start. off code.
0: But um, but, and so what's your goal? Your goal is to be the largest, uh, trade vehicle supplier in the country. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's correct. what I read. I didn't make that up. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Bang on We're um, uh, originally when we, when we started, we didn't know what potentially we, we could be and, you know, probably similar to, to a lot of businesses, but in the first, you know, it was a bit of trial and error, one car, three cars, 10 cars. And then it was like, okay, we've, we've, we're seeing a bit of momentum, um, how do we? What are we going to try and go for you? And 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 sort of at a hundred cars, we really sat down and said, all right, Well, what do we want to? Where do we want to go? Where do we want want to land? There's no one else in the market that's doing this at the moment. Um, and the the goal is to get nationwide, get into these other these other um, areas. There's a big market of tradies out there. Um, huge. Australia huge.
0: is tradies. It, is, it we, is. We are a trade. Trades country, absolutely. Well, it's also
1: our biggest growth sector is building and construction. For sure, for sure, and it's only going to continue to increase. It has to increase. We're still empty. We're still empty, and they've you know the government's just committed to building a million homes over the next I don't don't know, might be ten years or something like that. And the average um, uh, number of residential homes built a year is only about one hundred and fifty thousand. So, sorry, it's less than that. It's sixty thousand or hundred thousand. So they're having a build. They're having a bring. They want to bring in immigration, they want to bring more people, they want to build more homes. They want it's you know a real rock to the to the the economy. Great business. Yeah. How did you come up with the idea? So my business partner and I left a company we used to work for um, that was in the accident rental space. So they actually did passenger replacement vehicles and they were a really fast growing company as well. And I started probably two years in my business partner started around the same time. And we noticed that there was just no one providing uh, fit-for-purpose vehicles to tradies. And if you look around, what does a tradie need on their ute? Well, they need toolboxes, ladder racks, tow bar. But if you look at the main oh, firm, So you provide all of… That's what you mean by fit-for-purpose. Fit-for-purpose. This thing
0: comes with a lot. It's it's ready the supreme go. pizza with everything. It's got the olives. Absolutely. The, the, the yeah. sausage. It's got everything. Yeah. you Pineapple anything. or no pineapple. Yeah. It depends how yeah, you feel it's, about It's an option.
1: It. Yeah, exactly. So we essentially fit it out, get it ready to go. Um, we've structured contracts… Um, suited to what they need. Um, But we, we left our, uh, the company we're working at um, with just a burning desire to do something on our own. Um, A lot of the desire came from an old mentor of mine at that company. And um, I didn't realize I wanted to go into business until I started working at that company. So I do, do owe a bit of the, the ambition to him originally. Unfortunately, we had a falling out when I started the company, which is, um, yeah, he yeah. mentored you too well. That you- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He wasn't, but, you know, overly impressed. Yeah. But look, you know, that that's you know, it's disappointing so I hope I think it's cool what you said. Like,
0: even though we had a falling out, whatever. I mean, credit when credit's due. Uh, I'm grateful for for what he what he's did for me and yeah. wh- what he gave me. Absolutely. Regardless of whether or not he likes me or not, I'm I'm grateful for him. I 100%. think that's pretty cool.
1: He gave you know he gave me opportunity in a lot of different areas in the business and you know, when I, when I understood I wanted to go into business, um, you know, I needed to understand the mechanics of how everything works. And, and that's really what they get. He gave me experience in and exposure to, which was, you know, there's, I guess there's no, you know, you read books and things like that, but nothing really, really prepares you for the shit storm that, that (laughs) is about to hit you whenever you, whenever you start. So. And also you don't, like, I always find like you can write plans all
0: day, but it's kind of like when you start, that's the real plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like that's Absolutely. what it's really like with the social the social media for entrepreneurs we're about to launch. Like we've got plans. Oh, this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. But I know well and truly that the most important thing I need to be doing is just starting it and yeah. launching it. Yeah. Because only once you've got people on it and it's launched, does it, can you even see where you are. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, Trying to see the jungle before I'm in it. You 100%. know, like you need to be in the jungle. Oh, there's a fucking monkey there. There's this there. Yeah. Exactly. You
1: don't know yeah. that until you jump in. No. And and there's nothing like.
0: I've got to stop swearing. I've been noticing I've been swearing more <sighs> in this. I think maybe it's, we're talking about tradies. I don't know. I'm going to stop. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. stop. I don't,
1: um, I don't like it. But yeah, I, could, I couldn't agree more. Like there's no other way to really test yourself than to dive straight in the deep end and if if you if if you, if you don't i mean some people start with a side hustle and they do this and that and they work full time and then they just test the waters and that's a great way to do it as well um but i i you know that for me the the only way was to really just throw throw myself in and 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 just have cuz then you're forced to make it work you have to make it work um you you have to put the money into it there's no there's no safety net you have to put the money into it you have to put the time the energy and how did you do that? How did you get your first cars,
0: for example? Because it's not a cheap venture to start because you do uh, need to get the cars.
1: Yeah, it's really cash-thirsty business to run. Um, and, and that was always a trouble of ours at the start. Like we didn't throw in millions of dollars to the business. We started a small amount of money, a couple of like um, real family, friend, seed investors. And That's cool. I love those stories. Y- yeah, yeah, and uh, which was great because they backed it with pr- like no no revenue, no runs on the board, this is an idea, we need, you know, we need. I can't remember what we. What and we how was. old were you at the time? I was twenty, about twenty six when we when we first. Yeah. Oh, first so the business sort of, is
0: only five years
1: old. It's about four. The first year was like really just testing everything, yeah. um, and then we registered the business in twenty eighteen, December twenty eighteen. And
0: you have a couple hundred cars now.
1: Yeah, so we've got about two hundred and ninety cars on the road. Holy remote. shit! Yeah, so it's faster than Cub grew. <laughs> well, you know, we didn't expect it to. We actually like, we really did not expect it to, and. Getting our first car was hard. Basically, I had to beg Macquarie for a for a loan. Um, and the first, funnily, the first hire we actually we put out on hire, we drove it all the way out to Richmond, which is northwest, ages away, two hours. I think it might be two hours, might be less. And the first customer had returned a damage, it didn't even pay us for the first rental. So, you know, it was looking pretty, pretty tough at that stage. So um from there, it was just testing different um different ways to offer the rental and 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 we just were getting overwhelmed with these requests for long-term hires and that's when it was okay we've got to come up with a product that's going to suit what these guys are asking for they want flexibility they want the option to own they want um to have to avoid managing the fleet themselves um they want payment structures that suit the way their business operates um and and we packaged it up and said here you go and and once we got to 100 cars, we got to 100 cars probably uh, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago and and then 100 was 200 and now it's nearly 300 so it's, it's been But good. the key was really, I mean you're in a great market and great industry, that's just
0: like probably couldn't have nailed that better. Yeah. yeah. But the real key was that you focused on the people that you're serving. And yep. you built a product that they wanted mm. and that didn't exist. Yep. You solved a big problem they had, which is, hey, I can't, I, I want to start my own plumbing business or painting business or whatever it may be. Uh, or I might be a carpenter. I need a truck to start. I haven't got the cash to buy the truck. Mm. The banks aren't giving me any money because I haven't got a great financial history or long financial or whatever it may be. Mm. And I, I need the tools, it's expensive, But basically you give them the ability to start a business is really what you're doing, especially with the supreme pizza, with the uh, what's called spec to trade, trade, what's that called? Uh, Fit for purpose. Fit for purpose. purpose. I don't want to (laughs) speak. Tradey. spec, what a fucking moron. (laughs) But but, uh, fit fit for purpose, especially that you're essentially giving them the ability to start a, a real business. Yeah. yeah, and to serve people and to have everything for sure, for
1: sure, that's special. Yeah, I think it it, it helps us connect really well with the customer. Um, we have such a good database of of tradies, this real specific demographic of people that um, helps us really understand what they want, how their businesses run, what's important for them on a day to day basis, um, and and banks and financiers typically don't offer that kind of service, so. Um, and so, tell me, how do you manage your customers? Because tradies could
0: be—I I would imagine—that I know a lot of tradies because construction and property is huge at Cub. But a lot of my family is in construction, mm. and and I also know that the industry itself can notoriously be difficult um, uh, to, to to manage all the chaos of the industry. How do you manage your 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 customers? Because they are, as you said cars can get damaged, things can
1: happen. Mm. Yeah. O- operationally, the business is difficult to to manage. There's a lot of, a lot of moving parts in our business. Um, there's um, the fleet management itself. So uh, ensuring, you know, that the vehicles are going to get notifications, are going to go to the customers when they need, be, need to be serviced on time. The um, tires, the wear and tear, the repairs, the insurance claims that inevitably come up. And so who pays it? So that's all covered. So just like your normal uh, insurance, um, comprehensive insurance policy, CTP registration, tyres, servicing, maintenance, roadside assist, all of that's covered under their weekly repayment. So it's like like renting an apartment. Oh, the
0: roof starts leaking, the owner's got a thing. So you come do it. But even though that's all
1: built into the one payment, when they get to the end – do they own the vehicle? That's right. Yeah. So after four years, sometimes if they want a five year to get the cost down, we offer a, a five year option as well. Um, but once they get to the end of that contract period, so long as their account's up to date. That it's, that, is, they, it's they got the hand to over own. the keys, whatever. Yeah. That yeah. is a
0: fantastic business, which is honestly only proven by the speed that you've grown. That's absurd.
1: Yeah, yeah thank you. It's, that's
0: rare too. Well, all I do is talk to business people all day. Yeah. And I tell you now, it's very rare to um to find a business that is providing a product or service to a market that solves a big problem that didn't currently exist in any other capacity mm. um, um a- a- and that's just a win-win for all, for, for all part. It, it's yeah. it, it, to see that growth that's really rare
1: yeah well look it, it, you know we're we're really proud of of sort of the progress that it's seen and and I mean at the end of the day it really goes down to like we don't have a huge staff. We've got about twelve staff at the moment. Um and the work That's that, even better. The, the yeah, lower exactly. cost. lower cost, yeah. you know, less less stress. Less headache. <laughs> yeah. But they put in such such um I guess critical work. Um that the thinking and the problem solving that happens, um, the the energy that the the guys bring to the office is 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 something that, you know, keeps me motivated. I mean, my business partner and I um we handle different areas of the business. Dixie handles um, sales and operations and fleet, so more on sort of the mechanical side. I, I handle sort of marketing, finance, fundraising, strategy, all that kind of stuff. So um, we we complement each other, and and you know he's a wizard in what he does. So like that that was really important for for the dynamic of the business is to have someone who's who's a, a real specialist in what they do. Um, He's a great communicator, a great listener. Um, communication super important for for um, a business like ours where there's so many processes and systems that have to connect. Um, so having someone like Deeksy and then the guys that work under Deeksy who communicates really well with them, I, I think it's a really function a good functioning internal. Um, and and you know going back to that mission and vision really important for long term. I think. So what what are the biggest issues you find? With the business operationally, certainly, um, business in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, business in general, connecting the staff, I mean, connecting the team to the overarching mission and and vision, the goals, the guiding principles of the company. I think for us really helping the team understand where they fit in with it all. Um, uh, you know, when we, when we started, we didn't have a mission and vision, but After about a year, we realized we we needed to understand what we were and who we were as a company and what we wanted to – a message we wanted to portray to the customers. And we found that um, after doing a lot of work on the mission and vision, what we found is – which typically, I guess, doesn't involve the the general team. It's the leaders and the founders and management that are involved in that. Um, You can see that you're looking at 20-year big – you know, sort of blue sky picture that is difficult to really understand. So what we, what we wanted to work out was how do we get the team connecting to this vision? Like, you know, if, if we find it hard, they're going to find it even harder to understand what we're trying to, what we're trying to do. And we found that we worked out and did a bit of research and, and worked out a system that that is an objective based system that breaks all those goals down. If you're looking at mission and vision over 20 years, breaks those goals down into quarterly blocks um, that we help the staff but ultimately give the st- staff the responsibility to set their own objectives and their own key results to measure how they track quarter by quarter over time. And what I found is that that's really given the staff a connection and an ability to communicate far more effectively than they typically would. And uh, so sort of I'll give you an example. Um it, Sometimes, you know, in my experience, I find if I'm talking to a staff member and they've got an issue with something, or they've got a problem with a, a process or um, a relationship in the business or whatever it is, that um, I find myself sometimes saying, "Well, you know, it's a problem now, but think of the big picture. Think of the big picture." And the reality is, is that there's a disconnect between what their big picture is and what my big picture is. But if we offer the, if we get them involved in the actual building of the company and it's at its ground level then they can see the progress over time and we've had one one young kid um isaac who who works for us who whose um motivations are career progress and and wanting to wanting to build and be a bigger part of the company and get to leadership jump well outside his comfort zone going from an internal collections role to actively selling the company And generating leads for the business and it was a core company strategic objective which we allowed him to develop his own objective to help achieve that and he's just jumped at it and he's done really really well um, with it so i find that stuff is sometimes um maybe initially we took for granted and now actively ensure that it's a a big part of the day-to-day
0: yeah, but it's it, – it, I mean we talk about a lot on the podcast but people having a um, a path forwards that they know is essential. Mm. But the other thing that they need is they need to understand the path forwards for the, for the company itself. Yeah. Because a lot of their path forwards – you know when people come to jobs and they're like, um, you know, I really want room for growth. I want career progression. Mm. When you're in companies like um, – uh, like our size companies for example um it's like okay but you know we're not a corporate there's not some giant ladder that you can work your way up like yeah. career growth comes with company growth absolutely yeah. you know so to get, like it's not like you're going to be a junior intern then you're going to be a semi junior intern and then you're going to be an intern and then yeah. you're going to – we don't have like, that not like a law firm yeah, and things like that there's yeah there's not yeah. 2000 people in this office exactly uh, so to to create that longevity in 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 career growth and, and a path for, for people, what's essential for uh, call them SMEs or whatever you want to call it, in my opinion, is people need to be um, uh, bought into the company growth and company path because yep. that is their career path. If Absolutely. the company succeeds, we all succeed, and these are the options that may be open for you. And, in fact, here's what we're going to be doing in the uh, future, and these are the things we're looking at. And why yep. don't you think about Getting involved in one of those w- when that time comes, in hit, like what you've done, you've basically just worked backwards, which is always the best way to play, and this is where mm. we want to be in five years. This is where we need to be in four. This is where we need to be in three. This is where you know break yeah. it up. Yeah, and that also gives them that that path forwards, and then just reminding them, hey guys, we're you know we've hit our goals here. We've yeah. hit our that that's the best way to do career progression, in my opinion, in an uh, SME because the reality is people need. But, but People are short-sighted as well, mm. so yeah. At the very least, every year they want something to change. It's not yeah. like the old days where they'd, they'd do a job really well for five mm. to ten years. Mm. Now it's like, oh no, I've done a six months, or, you know, or three months. What's yeah, the year? Yeah. let's yeah. say a year is pretty steady.
1: People want things quickly. They nowadays. do, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so you need things to give them every year, and you need goals to to give every year. Yeah. Now you can give small things, like you can give. Uh, uh, little wage increases, uh, slight role adjustments or or greater responsibility on certain things. But I just think nothing motivates people more than seeing the company succeed. Mm. Because when the company succeeds, there's no reason for – with SMEs, it's too hard to go hire someone to then come be the boss mm. because the team's too small. Everyone hates that person now because, ah, you didn't fucking you – you don't know anything. We were here before you, and therefore we're not going to listen to you. Mm. Uh, big companies can do that. Yeah. So with SMEs, I'm, again, these are all my opinions, but you want to bring people in from 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 the company. You want to raise them up.
1: Yeah. How do yeah. you
0: raise them up? You have to move yourself out of the way. How yeah. do you move yourself out of the way? The company needs to get bigger, and therefore you're – priorities and your best purpose is something else, which means things you were doing have to become someone else's focus and purpose. And and that's with company growth Mm. and you should be trying to make yourself redundant and then they should be trying to make themselves redundant because that frees that role for them to then do the next thing, which should be more important than the thing they were doing before. And and that's how you can create that. That's basically what you're describing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think, um, Uh, you know, with growth comes more opportunity for people and, you know, new people are going to join the team and younger people are going to join the team and the people in the team are going to get older and more experienced. And, you know, I think the the great thing about um, company growth is that it lifts, you know, it gives opportunities it lifts a lot of people up around. Um, and everyone wants to be part of the winning team for sure. It's exciting. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's, there's goals and there's, you know, so you can see progression, um, but connecting the start. And, and really, I think one of the key things is understanding what someone's motivations, you know, the team's motivations are individual motivations. People have lots of different motivations, you know, like, um, guys that might in my team, one of them might have a, um, the motivation for career progression and, 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 um financial freedom in the future S- some guys might have uh you know want want status some guys want um uh family uh, opportunity and freedom that's probably sorry to interrupt yeah, yeah that's probably
0: one of the most important lessons i ever learned in business and mm. something because when you're the entrepreneur you think everyone wants to be the entrepreneur yeah but it's just not the case. It's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, I've actually learned even when you interview people or even when you, um, you, you ask them mm. what they want. Yeah. Some people just want a really good long-term, safe job. That's, that's fulfilling and it, it makes them happy during the day. Yeah. Some people want to be the boss. Some people right. want to make cash. Some people want to use it as a vehicle, which is what big, big business is, and particularly in this podcast episode, it's perfect. It's a vehicle. It takes yep. you from point A to point B. Mm. Some people say, I want to start my own business. I want to come to this business because I think I'm going to learn a lot so then I can go. you know. But you you, you can't
1: base someone's path on what you think it should be. That's right. You yeah. have to ask them. Absolutely. Uh, the, the key motivations are so important. I mean, some people just want work-life balance. Uh, some people want – I don't hire those people. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> but you know it's it's you know it's one of those it's one of those things that you just you you never know. And as you say, like until you ask them, until you, and and, and once you know what, what their motivations are, you can de- design teams around with different characteristics, and you can um, effectively communicate. And you know, communication, like that's it's you know, a whole massive topic, but um, so important. Like, so important in, in, in uh, ensuring or understanding what people's feelings are on a day to day basis. Um, ensuring that there's effective communication fosters, you know, courage, it fosters respect, it fosters honesty, it fosters transparency, it fosters um, empathy and vulnerability. And all these characteristics are so important in a f- good functioning team. Um, I mean, all these things you're describing are really building
0: an amazing team. You know, and, and, and a lot of that is we need to actually know each other and we need to respect each other. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because everyone always fights. That's normal. Like people mm. fight because people are different. Yeah. Oh, why did you say that? why did he say that? Oh, she, Why does she always do this? You know, like yeah. because people are different. So they, right, they find yeah. each other frustrating sometimes. But yeah, I find my mum frustrating sometimes too, but <laughs> yeah, I still love yeah, her. Yeah. You know, yeah, like exactly. just because you find someone frustrating sometimes doesn't mean you, they're not an amazing person. That's right. Yeah. So, so. Uh, Having that respect, you know, ha- knowing each other, so knowing what to expect, and and knowing what each other's strengths are and what each other's weaknesses are. Yeah, and, and most of all, having respect for each other. In yeah. That, okay, even though you know that's annoying. Yeah. That's that's it. Doesn't matter. They're still an amazing person who contributes to the company as much as you do. For sure. And and we respect each other. Understand? Really respect. You hear your grandmother say it all the time, maybe about respect. Everyone talks about respect, but. No, you never learn more the importance of people needing to respect each other when you are the head of a community. Mm. And I'm not talking about Cub in this case. I'm talking about um, a Cub. that's true with Cub too. But but yep. but but with your team because your team mm. is a community. Absolutely. And you know when you see people being bad to each other, not showing respect for each other, you pull them up on it straight yeah. away because that that breaks community. Absolutely. Community is built on respect. Uh,
1: yeah, that's the it's the core um foundation i think of of communication is is respect because um there's all as you say there's always going to be heated discussions it's a, it's a startup it's high pressure um it's it's a real acidic environment at times it's you know it's it, there's, it, there's things that need to be done quickly and and communicating under pressure is difficult but if there's respect then uh people have a general understanding and 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 i think that's Re- really important, and and the other side. I mean, when we sort of think of communication in a business, on the in the binary, it's talking and and listening, right? But from a leadership perspective, it's always starting with listening, and and there's you know characteristics to listening that are really important. But you know, when we talk about communication, we talk about respect, we talk about empathy, a willingness to hear that you might be wrong sometimes when when listening when talking, a willingness to be wrong, um, and, and certainly. From from uh, in my experience, I've found it incredibly difficult to communicate effectively in the past, and it's only sort of recently have I realised that I, I need to, you know, understand it more and, and really, I guess. Tell me more about that. So, what would you find difficult, for example? Well, I think I think so what would you
0: struggle with in terms of communication? Certainly, talking less, You're I, talking too much. Yeah,
1: like yeah, I, but everyone for life, I still do that. Absolutely, I still do it all the time, yeah. and that and that's it's a hard, it's a hard thing because. As a leader, you're constantly feeling like, you know, I, I should be directing, I should be talking, I should be making sure that, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, everyone knows what they're doing and there's clarity and, and all that kind of stuff. But like, you know, sometimes I sit back and I go, geez, like, you know, I, I, I just shouldn't have said anything there. And if I had said nothing, <laughs> I do that all the time, you know, then it, maybe I would have got far more out of it. I'll that.
0: tell you a trick that I learned and noticed. The only time... The leader needs to speak outside of a weekly motivational speech, which is yeah. essential too. Yeah. The only time you should be speaking is when something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because when shit hits the fan, they look to you. That's you are, that's that's the only time you're supposed to work. Yeah, exactly. Saying's wrong. Yeah. To, you, you're supposed to save us, you're our leader, go to work. Yeah, yeah. That's really the only time you should speak. Mm. When they're doing fine, they're doing well. It's only when they've got a problem, they should feel comfortable enough to come to you and then you have, you can speak because there's a problem. Yeah. Some, some, you know, whether or not they're trying to improve or there's an actual problem, but it doesn't matter. But really, and the only time you should, uh, you should speak as leader is something's wrong. If someone does something wrong, okay, you've got to speak. If COVID happens, speak a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if someone has, they're trying to solve a problem with a client, they don't know what to do, they want to come to you with that problem. Speak. Really, your, your job as leader is to is to is to make people's lives better to help them to help guide them mm. forwards. And yeah. the only way, really, you can set the path like you've done, uh, and like a good leader does, uh, and you can also make sure that everyone you know weekly motivational speech and management yeah, yeah, to yeah. ensure the troops are on line that path. But really, the, the most important time to
1: speak is when there's a problem, and when there's not a problem,
0: don't fucking annoy everyone.
1: Yeah, and and. Certainly, the power of the question. Like you know, my business partner is a is a is a world class listener, and he would dis, he would disagree with me because he's humble. He's a real humble guy, but he is a world class listener, and that's what makes him a great salesman because he asks heaps of questions. And I guess at the cent, center of listening is is asking and 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 trying to learn and find out what what the other person you know wants or feels and and all those kind of things. So. Asking questions is super powerful because it, it opens up this opens up so much more. Um it, it opens up an ability to learn, I think mm. really. And so so to be flexible. Fle- yeah. You know, like yeah.
0: your mind has to be flexible. Like, I, I might also be wrong.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's hard like for me, that's always yeah. been a you know, a difficult <laughs> thing of mine. It's like, you know, just digging my heels in and be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm right. Yeah. Well, you, I I mean, I think the attitude towards it, it this is um, Laura would
0: laugh because this is literally what I say. I'm normally like, guys, I'm literally 90, I'm right 99% <laughs> of the time. <laughs> like, yeah. I I bet that I'm right. Yeah. But yeah. if I'm wrong, like I'm happy for you to show me and I'm happy also to admit that I'm wrong. Yeah. As <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> a cheapskate way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a hard,
1: it's hard, right? Like, yeah. It's a hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Some leader, some leader, and I'd
0: be happy to be wrong because that means we've learned something. For sure,
1: yeah. Yeah. for sure, yeah. But secretly, also, yep, it's burning, <laughs> burning, <laughs> yeah. So, but look, I, I, you know, communication is is it's it's funny how it's probably taken for granted. I think certainly for the first couple of years of our business, taken for granted, um, but has really found its way into like an important part of the business. And now, like you walk in the office, and everyone's not. Unproductively talking, but uh, communicating and 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 asking questions and and coming to the table with things and raising controversial topics for 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 you know and and raising a potential challenges that they're facing because they want to hear what someone else's um, potential solution is. So that's what I think is a, an environment, or certainly a, a different environment, to what it, what it was, where there's more respect. And
0: the office. tell me one thing that you must have down packed to grow at the pace you did other than a fantastic service and product is your sales and marketing. For sure. So yeah. h- how how do you do that? H- how, for example, how did you start? H- how did you go from 0 to um it just under 300 uh, vehicles and clients um uh,
1: in 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 4 years roughly. So the so core part. I mean, the main the main channel we generate all our leads through is Google and Facebook. I mean, we do a lot of online stuff, as like I guess all sort of modern day a lot of modern day companies do. But I mean, I guess it started with our brand, and I'll say that our our brand at the start was um, the message was unclear and not really defined, and we didn't really know who we were as a company. Um, but we did a lot of work understanding all right, what message do we want to be sending tradies um did you use an agency for that or you guys did that yourself no we well we tried to at the start finally we tried to at the start and it was not a failure it, um, it is you know why i found that you need to know kind of your message your most point and then you go to an agency to make it look good it's like exactly
0: yeah, this is my body give me a facelift yeah 100 you know? percent. yeah that's right
1: yeah and and we we tried and we failed like pretty badly as well we tried our own facebook ads and you know, we went, me and my business partner, business partner and I went to a lot of like seminars, like as you do sort of, I guess, when you're starting out and we went to like Google, hey, this is how SEO works and all this kind of stuff. I'm oh, sorry, you, you used an agency for your ads, you're saying? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but we also wanted to learn how it works so we could ask the right questions. And anyway, we went to a seminar and there's a, a, a digital media company hosting this seminar and you know, they host seminars to attract customers. Yeah, and, they then were, they sell you. and then they sell it, and then they sell it. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Venus flytrap where everyone just goes up, and it's like bang, they got you. Yeah, exactly. And the guy was talking about XML coding and all this stuff, and we were just going like, "What? Are, what are we doing here? Like, what? Let's just pay an expert to to do all this for us." And we were with a media agency, and we changed to another company that was recommended to us, and they've done a fantastic job, and they've really communicated our message well across all, all our platforms. They do our social stuff, they do. Um, and so most of your leads are coming through
0: digital marketing and what traders are searching for, cars or how, so how, how, what are they searching for that they're finding? Because um, it's, a, it's a funny thing because when you have a product that people don't know about, it doesn't exist, you invented something, a new way for people to do something, yep. it's hard for them to find it
1: an education yeah, process. Yeah, we always said yeah. that at,
0: at Cub because no one likes networking. No one, Very few yeah, yeah. people type in networking. Less people are typing in Australia anyway, members clubs for entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the ones we do get for from that are, are people that move from overseas and yeah. you know, they're part of some members club or community overseas. Um, and, and, and so there is, you know, if people don't know where to look for you or, how, or to look for you in general, yeah, it's a problem.
1: That's right. And fun, like it was that, so exactly right. You know, there's there's an educ. We were we were trying to understand what that education process needed to be, and and whether it needed to be around this new product, or did we need to go after the traditional the traditional channels for um, keywords and things like that? Were people searching for mainstream Ute rental? Were they searching for finance? What what was really the motivation behind what they were looking for? What they were what we found was is that if we went through the mainstream channels, we would generate leads and have an opportunity to educate them on the new product. And through just I guess, momentum, um, started generating a a really good amount of leads um, for people who were looking for um, these other types of products and found us and inevitably said, this is, this is perfect. The, the other thing that we do is we do have a good B2B sales channel. Um, so we offer rent-to-own. That's our core cornerstone product. We offer a rent, which is a shorter-term rental. That's great for corporate businesses, corporate construction companies with fle- fleets of five to ten plus. That's right.
0: They, they do, they've they got a big uh, site on in Parramatta. They need uh, 50 vehicles for six months or a year while the project is. We'll give them back after. We don't want to buy them more. Absolutely. Fucking genius. And, that, and Damn, that's – uh, <laughs>
1: That's um, our, our biggest business, man. Yeah. So our biggest, our biggest client there is publicly listed construction company. Um, so we've got companies from, you know, your SME tradie all the way up to really large national corporate construction companies that need those six to 10 vehicles that for six months, hand back. Um, so, so we've got a bit of a multi-channel option going there. Um, and so yeah. you, and so you're 31 now, how old your partner? He's 35. you two young
0: guys built this incredible business. Um, yeah, t- well, t- tell me more about you, where you're from, what's, uh, was business in your family or is it something that you've kicked off?
1: Um, uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, grew up in Oatley, which is sort of, if you think about, you know, Peacus kind of just around the southern, towards the Sutherland Shire area, mm. around that area. Um, grew up there, went to school there, um, didn't have business in my Blood. My mum and dad um, were successful in their own rights, but not uh, running their own business. Not yeah. entrepreneurial. Worked for large corporates for for most of their life, um, and um, but still very driven and, and ambitious themselves, um, which um, probably fed into my I guess my own ambition. But for for much of my early twenties, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. I know I was ambitious, but I didn't really know that business was the path I wanted to go down. My business partner uh and I've spoken to him you know multiple times about this also had an ambition to, to try something himself we we both sort of in our early stages had side hustles, but I wouldn't call them actually actively active businesses just i guess a bit of fun with a fr- you know mates i had a i had a uh a side hustle when I was working where we tried to – me and my friend tried to develop an easy-to-read form guide for the racing industry. So, like, you, you, know, you, go, you go to the horse race, you try and read the form guide. It's just a bunch, bunch of, you know, jargon. You can't understand anything on the page. So we tried to come up with an easy-to-read form guide for your average punter. And it was fine. It didn't go anywhere. But, you know, we, we had events and, you know, basically – But you know, I think time. what's
0: important is that you guys tried something. Yeah. You know, I, like, if you speak to a lot of young men particularly – I mean, I only know young men because I was a young man and 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 I know a lot of people around me had a similar thing and I had it too, where you go through that period of you're a man, you're supposed to be a man, but you're not a man yet mm. and so you have this anxiety, you've got ambition, you know you want to do something but you yeah. don't know what, you think you're special but you're really not yet because you haven't done anything. Yeah. And And I think that what people need to do at that point is they just need to do something yeah. and and commit to it. Like you see a lot of young uh, people where they're kind of like they they're scared to move. Mm. It's like oh I don't, I don't want to do that, but yeah. I don't want to get a job either. And I do, you know, I and they they almost do nothing, and then they go to the pub, they drink, they they they, they waste time. Mm. Whereas when they when you have the ability um, to actually do something, mm. even if it's the wrong thing, Yeah, yeah. The right thing comes because like, it, everything happens for a reason. It's just a sequence of events that, that for the person with the right mind frame leads to the right thing. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you didn't um, – sorry, I don't want to make this up. I'll ask you. I just read it in, the, in your prep sheet that you didn't like a job and then you ended up – you were unhappy and so you ended yeah. up moving or something like that.
1: Yeah. Well, straight out of high school, I went and worked at large corporates. I thought that that was the path. Like that, that's just what I thought was the way to go. Uh, I knew there was other paths, but I, I, I just didn't have an interest in, in these other paths. And, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, no one, te- no one, te- no one tells you in high school that or even at uni, no one sits you down and says, this is the way you, know, you can, you can go. There's all these options there. Um, there's just your, you know, I was always just thinking that there's this traditional, these traditional core paths and 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 that's the safe way to do it, and and that's how you should go about it, and that's why I went and just got a job at corporates because well, I need to earn money, and I don't know what else I'm really going to do. And but that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, I it's think it's great because you're like, cool. I don't like this place. Absolutely. Let's go do something else for sure. And and it gives you experience, and you you know you learn how a, a, an organisation works, but. I hated it. Like I I really hated it. I just couldn't listen to my boss. I couldn't, you know, I I just felt cooped up and there was no opportunities. There was nothing. It it just felt like that was going to be day to day. And I was like, this is no way, no way. I'm not, I'm not doing this. And And
0: a crucial lesson though. Massively. massively. and, And you can put this towards business in general. When you're in business when you're in business, like you have to try things. Mm. Some things are bad. Yeah. You don't like doing them. It wasn't a good idea. The effort it took to, to do it in term, uh, compared to the return you get just isn't worth it. But at least yeah. you know, okay, let's not do that again. And after 10 years, you know your business well. Like you know what you want. Exactly. Um, we do have to wrap up because Laura's twirling fingers. Um, um, But normally we finish with – Like a a favorite book recommendation, greatest lesson in
1: business, or something. Are, Are you a reader? Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a reader. Um, I, I'm more of a, to be honest, I'm more, most of the time consume content, like audio content and like-, like podcasts? Podcasts and things. Like I love- Like the Catching Up With Cab podcast? Right. Every, ep, ep, every episode. Do you? I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. You, did you subscribe? You can get a hoodie. I am, a, I am yeah. we we'll just subscribe. give you one yeah. now actually. Yeah. We have them here. You I actually going? fired through about 10 episodes before we did this one because oh, I was like, awesome. shit, I've got to figure out what, <laughs> what I'm going to be asked. <laughs> oh, good. No, you wouldn't get
0: it from the episodes because it's extremely unplanned and- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, with podcasting, it's interesting because you can have the, you can have the prep sheet and you can have the business and things, but it's just so very, you don't know until you're actually in the episode. Yeah. The other thing is you find out who knows their shit and who doesn't. Yeah. Because when you can communicate, because really right now we're communicating in front of thousands of people that they're just not here. But, (laughs) But when you can do that and you can say it quite simply and, 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 really how you've spoken today mm. it, you know your thing yeah yeah you, you know your stuff so you know your stuff sorry um, and 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 that can be but then again i'm being i'm being slack because it, it can be scary sometimes too even with the lights when people walk in well
1: uh, before we wrap up i I went to this um first to first media thing that i ever did i went to there's this company called osbiz i don't know if you've seen them linkedin yeah. they were like lots of con business content I rock, uh, you know, uh, for some reason, I don't even know how I got on there. And I rock up, it's in Barangaroo, beautiful offices. I was not expecting it. Go in, they sit in and in the studio and it is 100% live. And I just blacked out. Like I was like, and then they started asking really hard questions and I was like, I don't know how to answer any of this stuff. And I so I couldn't watch it back because it would have sounded like an idiot. It happens though because yeah.
0: it, sometimes it is, um, it's like speaking. I hate public speaking. Yeah, I have to do it, but I hate it. Yeah, And... Uh, I had to do a big one, not too long ago at some big awards, and I was nervous. Like, mm. and I don't get nervous. Yeah, yeah. But I felt it. Yeah. I was like, what is this feeling? It's, I hate <laughs> <Yeah>. it as <laughs> well. I don't want this again.
1: <laughs> but um, anyway, we'll wrap. oh sorry. What was your book? Favorite book? Um. So I really like Jordan Peterson. I think he's. I think he's. Yeah. He, I don't know, he's he speaks truth, and I really, really enjoy everything he. He's everything real, right? He's real. Yeah. He's What's his book? Twelve. Twelve rules for life. It's. Yeah. I think it's. You know, just. I don't know. Just connected, connected with it. I think it's. I what, think what type of things did you take from it? Like, why would I listen to it, read it? I, think, I actually haven't read it. I own it though. Yeah, I think I think organ like organization, like how important organization is. I'm ter- like terribly unorganized, um, and that's hard. Like working out prioritizing time throughout a week when time is scarce is really really hard. So, understanding how to prioritize and work out what's important, what's not important, um, I think that's a good foundation for operating well throughout the week. You know, it's crucial about that. We just finished this
0: leadership development program for our members. Um, and we did it with, um, a Harvard business school instructor, Boston global, and, and, um, a, a member named Adrian Hondros. And part of the Harvard, um, management online, like a part of their online curriculum, uh, there was a, a thing on leadership and it said, the best leader is not always the person that's best at doing that role is they're not, they're not always the highest performer. They're the person that's best at managing themselves and who's best at managing their relationships with others. Mm. That person's always going to be the best leader. Yeah. And, and, and uh, sometimes like people like myself, and it sounds like you learning that, like you can manage relationships with people quite well. It's learning about managing yourself and, Mm. and uh, manage yourself as a human but also as a business person, yeah, and your day to day—that's something that sometimes takes time. I was horrible at the start. I got I got much better, yeah. But yeah. but it was interesting because sometimes you think, oh, the best person for the job—that's who I'm promoting. But mm. you know, that may not be the case because everyone might hate that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: that's right. Well, it goes back to that respect yeah. we're talking about. So, 100%. all right,
0: let's finish there. We'll, we're going to organize. Also, we'll catch. We'll go. For, we'll, we'll go to Kingie's for a beer one day. Absolutely, or something like that, that sounds good. I you guys hear each other, aren't? Yeah, you? yeah. We're yeah. across the road. Yeah. He's yeah. got a, an amazing apartment. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll we'll, we'll, we'll organise it Sounds good, yeah Awesome, alright matey Well thank you so much Tim And to our incredible listeners Who are incredibly smart for Because you've chosen this podcast to listen to Um, If you want to find out more about Mr. Tim Cullen and his incredibly fast-growing company, Spec, you can go to cub.club forward slash podcast and you can find more information about Tim there. You can get in contact with him, go to his website, uh, Greatest Lessons in Business, and and much, much more, along with all of our other podcast guests too. And if you want to catch up with Cub on social media, go to at clubunitedbusiness on Instagram. It's equally as awesome. Tim, thank you again. Thanks, Legend. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the show.